What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chatter Up, episode 18, with your hosts, myself, Bobby Rubin, and the man with the iron fist you can't hit, which you can't touch, Jared Wiesel. What's up, man? What's up, Bobby? Episode 18, it promises to be the best one yet. The best one ever. And because of that, you should now go right now to Apple Podcasts, Give us a rate, review, and subscribe because it matters. It matters to us. And if you care, you'll do it. And if you don't care, I would love for you to do it anyway because it means a lot to us. And with that being said, we have a great episode for you this week. We have another What Did I Miss? where We'll dive into the top sports headlines of the past week. We'll have another trivia segment where I will assert my dominance once again. Okay. Okay. Okay is right. I'm going to assert my authority this time. We will get into another Chatter Champ and Chatter Chump. We'll bring back Tell Me I'm Wrong. We'll have a whole bunch of fun and games and a whole lot more. Jared, J-Man, can you feel the power? Let's get to it, Bobby. Let's get to it. Let's feel that power and let's chatter up. Jared, as we start to wind down the month of August, sports headlines and the dog days of summer, Always seem to ramp up around this time, but we would be remiss if we did not begin with the unfortunate events of Jacob Blake and how they have affected the sports world, which clearly has had a major impact. No? Yeah, Bobby. I mean, we've had sports back now for what, about a month, but for a couple of days there was back to the old days where we did not have sports because you had postponements across the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. It reverberated all throughout the world of sports. And, I mean, it's a major moment. Wherever you stand politically, you can't not acknowledge something like this. And obviously, more importantly, the societal impact of it. But just, you know, in our focus, obviously, is is the effect on the sports world. And to people out there who don't think it's right for athletes to use their platforms to, to advocate political views. I'm sorry, guys. That's just not the world we live in anymore. I I understand that you don't tune into sporting events for political discussion. And you don't have to you don't have to pay attention to it. You don't have to listen to it. But to think that athletes should just stick to sports, right, or shut up and dribble and just perform and entertain us and not be allowed to express their opinions on things that actually matter. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's perspective that I think is outdated and does not fit in the society that we live in anymore. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think if you're looking for long-term change, I don't think anybody knows the exact path. There's not a playbook for that. I think that people are trying the things that they think will do that. And hopefully somebody hits it and hopefully through a bunch of different actions that'll work. Should LeBron James and the Lakers and the Clippers and whoever else have just boycotted the rest of the NBA playoffs? I don't know. I think there is a valid argument to say that if you're going to do it, then go all in. However, there's major repercussions to that. There's players who are not LeBron James who use this to support their families and rookies. And and there's more to it than just that. What's more important? That's not for me to say. But I think the... Awareness is, again, brought to the forefront, not just in the NBA, in baseball, in hockey. Once again, the NFL is 
dealt an event that they now can see how everyone else has reacted and then has the benefit of time. What happens when they start with Jacob Blake or anything else? I don't know. I think it's interesting. And I think it'll be interesting to see because once again, they have all this time leading up to it, but is it wrong for these players to make a stand and have their voice heard? No, not at all. I mean, I I think that's just misguided to say, shut up, do your job and play. That's just outdated. I understand people that say sports is my escape from reality. I tune into sports so that I can get away from the things happening in the world. And, And I agree with that to some extent, right? Like, we all stress about work. We all stress about a million different things in our lives. And it's, it's awesome to be able to turn on the TV. And this is something that we missed, obviously, during the pandemic when sports were shut down, to be able to turn on your TV and watch a baseball game, a basketball game, a football game for three hours and not have to think about all the things that are going on at work and your boss and, and, and everything in your life that's stressing you out. But at the same time, there are things in society that matter more than sports. This is a sports podcast. We love sports. But sports in the grand scheme It doesn't matter compared Mm -hmm. to something Mm -hmm. like bigger issues in society. So I think it's cool that that all these athletes were like, look, yeah, good. Sports is your escape. Sports is our escape, too. But it shouldn't be an escape from the greater societal problems. It shouldn't be. We shouldn't be ignoring the real issues in society for sport. They're not that important. And I thought good for the NBA players who obviously boycotted a few games and came out afterwards with with the owners with a plan that said, we're going to turn a bunch of arenas into voting centers and we're going to have a get out the vote drive and we're going to, you know, a social justice coalition. And it bothered me to hear people say the next day, oh, well, racism still exists. So like, what did this do? Did this accomplish anything? It's like, if that's the bar, then nothing will ever satisfy those people, Mm -hmm. right? Because like, unfortunately, you have to acknowledge, like, if racism ever is going to be extinguished, it's not going to be in our lifetime, and it's going to take a very long time. But it doesn't mean that things like this shouldn't, that people shouldn't do things like this. People yeah. shouldn't care. It's not fair to make that claim that because they did this, that racism isn't gone, or you can make the same claim for anti-Semitism or greed or corruption in politics or anything. It's just, that's not how these things work. And to say that that didn't accomplish that it is, a, is a completely unfair. It's a reach. It's a ridiculous reach. Is this a step to getting to that point? I would say absolutely. I think any action in service of that is a good thing. And so what will happen from here on out? I don't know. Again, there's not a playbook for this, but I think this was a good thing. That was heavy, Bobby, but let's get back to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which is the sporting world. And one of the big stories in the sporting world this week was Lionel Messi announcing that he is going to be leaving Barcelona, where he's made a name for himself, obviously become probably the most well-recognized player in the world because people like me and you are talking about him and we're not huge soccer fans. Bobby, do you think this is something like David Beckham coming here, coming to the state, kind of being big for like being a fad almost? Or do you think this is something different? I think this is super interesting on a lot of different levels. And, and to answer your question, I'm going to say it's something different. The David Beckham situation was a big one, not to say it wasn't, but he also came towards the end of his career. He was not nearly as good as he was previously. Same thing with Wayne Rooney came here and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and name your favorite European star that came over here. Messi is still the greatest player in the world. And he's dominating a sport for which there have been countless legends and a sport that everyone around the world is playing and he's the best and 
maybe there's an argument for somebody else, but there's no one in the world that would say Lionel Messi is not one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player ever. And so to see him leave the team that basically has been the face of European soccer for so long is enormous news. Just unbelievable. It would be like Derek Jeter leaving the Yankees in the prime of his career, but so much bigger than that. Or Ripken leaving, you know, in the prime. But it's it's so he's he's such a worldwide figure, and so now you have this guy in the prime of his career. He's he's not coming to America. There's so much more than that. He wants to win. He was fed up with losing in Barcelona, and they're not even losers. They just weren't as competitive in the Champions League as he would have liked them to be. And so I think this is a really huge deal and huge for whichever team officially winds up inking him. Looks like Man City has got something there, but. Who knows? But this is a huge deal. Maybe Mike Trout takes a look at this playbook and is like, hey, time to get out of Anaheim. Can you imagine? I mean, even Trout, though, Trout is not a worldwide figure. He's, right. he's the figure here. I don't think there's an American athlete that it would be the same. The closest thing I could possibly come to is like Jordan leaving in 95. Yeah, to, I was going to say something similar. Like, if it was LeBron right now, if he was like, you know what, I'm leaving the Lakers and I'm actually going to go play in Greece because I just want to do something different. It's unfathomable. This is really something and something that even you and I, who aren't big soccer fans, are talking about. So clearly, it's a big deal. But something that you and I do talk about a lot is the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs, Jared, are progressing. We have begun the second round. Any big highlights that you think are worthy of noting other than the obvious LeBron James's march to a championship? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I mean, look, we talked about the Blazers last week. They had won game one at the time. The series was still going on. But you had so much panic after game one. Like, are the Lakers worse than we thought they were? Are they actually are they not going to make it to the finals? And the same thing with the Bucks, right? The Bucks lose game one to Orlando, and everybody loses their mind. I think that's probably mostly a product of 24-hour news cycle, right? They need to talk about this kind of stuff on Sports Center. They they have to make conversation. So it's like, oh, are the Lakers in trouble? Are the Bucks in trouble? And and the answer was obviously no. Like the Lakers, yeah, they lost Game One and they turned around and never even never looked back. They crushed the Blazers the next four games. It really wasn't competitive. The Bucks maybe was a little closer with Orlando, but I don't think that there's much reason to worry yet. For either of those, those two teams, I don't, not to say that they're both going to the finals for sure. There'll be challenges ahead. But it's funny looking back now, a week later, at, at what everyone was saying a week ago. Listen, I, I, I remember last week when, when they won the Trailblazers and the Magic. And I was talking to my buddy Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. And Jeff said, he's like, listen, Bobby, that's going to be the only game either team wins for the rest of the series. And they were both up 1-0 at the time. And I said... No way. Lillard has been the best player in the bubble by far. They're mm-hmm. going to pull out another game. Maybe it's me that Milwaukee wins four in a row, but like you're telling me that both teams are going to four in a row. He guaranteed it. And he was right. And like, is there anything really standing in their way of getting to the finals? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's a couple of teams here and there and a couple of players that like, maybe, but you're going to have a hard time convincing me that anyone other than Milwaukee and the Lakers are going to make it to the finals and everything else is just like a speed bump. Yeah. Look, we've 
wanted to see Lakers Clippers since the day that Kawhi announced he was going to the Clippers, Paul George shortly thereafter. That's been the thing that everyone wants to see, right? Mm -hmm. Those those games have been Mm -hmm. fun to watch during the regular season. And so as fun as it would have been to see a team like the Blazers upset the Lakers, and that would be a cool story, like we're better off now, right? Like to to see – and those teams, again, those teams are not – we don't know that we're going to get it for sure yet, but I'd probably bet that way, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet, and I and I still take the Lakers. You know, in, in that series, I think the Lakers wind up pulling it out. I think the Lakers have looked better, they played better, and I think they're just a better team. I still think it's a great series. On the Eastern side of things, we have Milwaukee. Clearly, Boston has blown out Toronto already in Game One. Is there a world where Boston comes out of the East here? I mean, we've we've spoken about this before. They've looked really good already. Can they knock off Milwaukee? I think they can. They have one of the best young duos in the NBA, if not the best, between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Tatum has really developed into a franchise guy at this point, and Jalen Brown's about as good as a number two as you'll find. And more importantly, they have a bunch of guys that they can throw at Giannis to try to at least contain him, right? I mean, he's arguably the best player in the league. You're not going to be able to shut him down over the course of a series. But those two guys between Brown and Tatum and Smart to a lesser degree because he doesn't have the size of those other two guys. But those are a couple of guys that you could throw at him and know like they're going to at least make him work hard. It's not going to be easy for him to get buckets. And maybe by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, he's not as fresh as he's used to being. And who knows what goes from there. And I think there's absolutely a world where Boston comes out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And like Toronto, even they, they get blown out in game one. But if they came back and won that series, it would anyone be shocked? No, I mean, they're a great team. And I think, I think there's a lot of the fun storylines that we've been waiting for in the NBA playoffs coming up very soon. Speaking of storylines, Bobby, we're about halfway through the MLB season right now. The trade deadline is tomorrow, Monday, August 31st. And there are a lot of great storylines out there between the A's, as you predicted, have taken off, the White Sox. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, I mean, let's... Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I called it. This is when we come back to the predictions that we've said previously and said, man, I killed it, and I did. Let's not gloss over that. Let's not gloss over that. It's too important. You know, Oakland looks great. My question is really, you know, if, if Oakland winds up winning it and wins the World Series, is anybody going to give Billy Bean his credit? Are they going to say it was like a uh, 60-game season, whatever? I think they give it to him. I think it's great. And, and as you were saying, the White Sox, they look so good. Like, so good. And they're so young between Giolito, who just threw a no-hitter, Eloy Jimenez, who's raking, Luis Robert, who's raking, Jose Abreu, who's raking. Like, just, this is a team that will contend this year. And if they don't win it this year, they're going to contend for a long time to come. And then you got a team like Tampa Bay. I mean, who are we not talking about? Let's think about it. We're not talking about Boston. We're not talking about the Yankees. The Yankees are playing well. Sure. Houston, we're not talking about. The three teams are just named Tampa Bay, Chicago, and Oakland. Lower market teams killing the league. It's cool. It's really cool to see. You know, the one caveat kind of with a lot of these teams is let's see them do it. Let's see them continue to do it, especially for a team like Oakland. And, and I'll give – all the credit in the world to Billy Bean. That team is somehow relevant pretty much year in, year out, running one of the lowest payrolls in the league with 
they have a lot of good players, but it's not household names, mostly because they're playing in Oakland, right? Like Josh Donaldson was, was in Oakland for a while. Was You know, if you followed baseball, you knew who he was. Then all, he leaves Oakland, goes to Toronto, becomes an MVP, and people all of a sudden know who he is. And you could, you'd probably see the same thing with a guy like Matt Chapman, right? But mm-hmm. looking at Billy Bean's history as a whole, the A's, they've been out of the first round once or twice, and they've never gotten to the World Series. So it's like, call me when you actually get there. Again, sure. all the credit in the world to, to be able to do this. But until I actually see it, you know, it's hard to believe that it'll happen. And the same thing with, with Chicago, right? Like, Chicago, we might be looking at the next version of the Astros, of the Cubs, a team like that, where, yeah, it took them a while to put this together. But now they have, like you mentioned, so much young talent, young, cheap, affordable talent that, I mean, they look like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for the foreseeable future. This is not a one-year thing. The young guys are not just young talent who have potential. They're producing and producing on a really high level. And it, it almost feels like we're welcoming in the next generation of stars. I mean, you look over at San Diego and you got Tatis Jr., who we've spoken about. He's raking. San Diego looks relevant for the first time in God knows how long. Manny Machado's killing it. You know, they're calling him Slam Diego. So, like, cool, cool name. But we're, we're ushering in this, like, new generation of really fun stars that MLB has an opportunity to capitalize on. You know, we talk all the time about the popularity of the sport. These guys are fun. Luis Robert is fun. Fernando Tatis Jr. is fun. Mike Trout is an incredible player. Would you call him fun? I mean, he's fun for the guys who love baseball, but, like, if you don't love baseball so much, he's not so flashy. Right. These guys are fun as heck to watch, and it, it's, it's really cool. And, and the other thing I'll mention really quick is, is, is the Nats, reigning champions, dead last. They look like they're spiraling out of control. Whatever. The, the, the Orioles and the Nationals, again, are now falling. The Orioles no longer got it. Whatever. We're playing for the future. And then Manny Machado will come back to Baltimore and win a World Series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we saw this with the Nats last year, right? They started off the year 19-31, and 31, I think. The difference is last year was a 162-game season. Mm-hmm. This year is a 60-game season. This, it it kind of feels like just a hangover season for the Nats. They lost Steven Strasburg early on. Obviously, they lost Anthony Rendon in free agency. I mean, it kind of just feels like the Nats, I don't want to say don't care about this season, but it's like, all right, this is a 60 game season. We're coming off our World Series championship. Like, we're fine. We'll pol- if we don't make it, we'll polish off our rings and, like, we'll be fine. Halfway through, let's do a World Series pick really quick. Who you got? I know we spent all this time talking about these small market teams, but I'm sorry I can't get there yet. Oh I still God. believe that it'll be the Dodgers out of the National League. And look, I hope it's Tampa Bay out of the American League, but. Until I see them beat the Yankees, I know they beat them a bunch in the regular season, but until I see them beat them in the playoffs, it's going to be hard for me to believe it. God, what a safe pick. Unbelievable. Listen here. You stick with what works. The athletics worked. It's going to be Oakland. It's going to be the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are going to fall short again. But this time, it's not going to be because someone cheated. It's because Billy Bean is a genius, and Oakland can play. Oakland wins in six. Doubling down. Love it. Jared, you have spent the majority of this podcast, both this episode and all previous episodes, telling me how much I'm wrong about many of the things that I've said. And I have told you many of the things that you've said are wrong as well. 
And so it is only fitting that we bring back the segment, Tell Me I'm Wrong, and this week, you're up. Let's hear it. All right, Bobby. We talked a little NBA playoffs earlier in the What Did I Miss segment. We're going to go back into that world right now. The Sixers were unceremoniously swept out of the playoffs last week by the Boston Celtics, subsequently resulting in the dismissal of their longtime coach, Brett Brown. Sixers are now in the market for a new coach and really a new direction as to which way the franchise should go. Obviously, we know they engaged in this tanking strategy for a few years, got some top picks, and now they've been to the playoffs a bunch of years in a row, have never advanced past the second round. And yet, Bobby, I maintain that the quote-unquote process initiated by Sam Hinkie was indeed a success. I have heard a lot of talk since the Sixers were eliminated from the playoffs that the process was a failure because, like I said, the Sixers have never even made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. However, I maintain that the process was designed to put the Sixers in position to win a championship. And though they haven't gotten there yet, it led them to draft Joel Embiid, who, when healthy, is one of the 10 best players in the NBA, and Ben Simmons, another probably top 20 guy, a very good player. Maybe not a superstar, but a star, I would say. And the Sixers have turned into a team that is relevant every year. They're in the playoffs every year. They came within one unbelievable buzzer beater by Kawhi Leonard in Game 7 last year of advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. And so I don't think it's fair to say that just because they have not yet won the big one, that the process was a failure. Bobby, tell me I'm wrong. You are wrong. Really, really wrong on this one. How dare you? I'm just confused because you're you're a smart guy and this is come on i mean what i'm gathering from your rant is that success is a championship or at least contending for one they've never come close you're right the close the best argument you have right now is that Kawhi hit a ridiculous shot that sent them home in game 7 if he doesn't hit that shot and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals. We don't even know what happens. They may once again get unceremoniously destroyed, maybe swept, and then you're playing a game of what if here, but, but, the, but the thing is, it, it doesn't matter. They never even made it to the Conference Finals. You're talking about a team that tanked a lot. I mean, let's listen to these records, you know, 19 and 63, 18 and 64, my personal favorite, 10 and 72. They had a 122 win percentage in 2015-2016. Sounds like your trivia win percentage. Okay, that was a low (laughs) blow. However, it's ridiculous how badly they lost to get these guys. They did. They put the team together, and, and they didn't win. Were they contenders? Yes. But if the whole point of all those losing seasons was not to win a championship, then I don't know what they were doing. And if the whole point was to win a championship, then this is an utter failure. It doesn't mean that Ben Simmons is a bad player. It doesn't mean that Joel Embiid is a bad player. It doesn't mean that Brett Brown is a bad coach. It just means that the process that they did didn't work, and it was a failure because not only did they not win, they never came close. I hear your argument, Bobby, and it is wrong. It can't be wrong. I'm always right. That's the point. Contrary to what your mother told you, Bobby. 
That is not true. Okay? You leave my mother out of this. The process did not lead the Sixers to giving atrocious contracts to Tobias Harris and Al Horford. Contracts that are now albatrosses hanging around their necks and that have left them in this directionless pursuit of a championship. That was Elton Brand who screwed that up. Okay? The process was to put them in position to be able to spend the money to supplement the stars that they drafted in the right way to build a champion. Elton Brand screwed that up. That was not the fault of the process. The process got to the point that it was supposed to, okay? You're right. They tanked for a lot of years, and they had a bunch of high draft picks, and they didn't hit on all. They drafted Jaleel Okafor in, I believe, the top three, and he turned out to be a Mm -hmm. bust. They drafted Markel Fultz in that now infamous trade with the Celtics for Jason Tatum, which is completely blown up in their faces. Drafted Michael Carter-Williams, who, although won Rookie of the Year, turned out to be not really a significant NBA player. But you don't have to bat a 1,000 in NBA drafts for the process to work because they got two franchise cornerstones, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And I contend that had they done the right thing with their money, had they not spent it on guys like Tobias Harris... And Al Horford and over the hill Al Horford, they would be in position to win a championship. And so I do not think you can rest these failures at the feet of the process. That is part of the process, though. It doesn't just end with guys like Simmons and Embiid. The whole process is everything put together. Yes, they gave albatrosses of contracts that are destroying them right now. Yes, they made some bad trades. But that's the whole picture. You can't pick and choose your pieces and say, well, if this had happened, then it would have worked. It didn't. They didn't hit on everything. The process didn't work. They didn't make it to a conference finals. They sure as hell didn't win a championship. And your entire argument has crumbled. It is ridiculous. You're wrong. Bobby, you're a smart man. You know better than this. Oh, my God. It's infantile to just be like championships, championship, championship. If you don't win a championship, it means nothing. We had this discussion with Barkley and Robert Ori, right? It's more than that. You want your team to be relevant every year. That's what they've done. They're at a crossroads right now, but it's, it's certainly far from over. And you know what? The best thing about this marketing slogan that they came up with, and whoever designed that marketing slogan, it needs to go in the, in the Marketing Hall of Fame because they would spin it as this is all just part of the process. You got to have some failure. Before you get to the top of the mountain, trust the process, Bobby. I hope the process works out for you because I hope that you are trusting that this failure will hopefully you'll learn from this and lead yourself to another championship because this is ridiculous. Jared, you're wrong. Bobby, it's that time of the week, trivia time, where we get into the ring and I take you down. Are you ready once again to be beaten? That's not what I said in the intro. That's not what we rehearsed. I said that I would, I don't even remember what I said. I'd say something about like taking, asserting my authority. That's what I said. I'm going to assert my authority. So yes, I'm ready to assert my authority. Sorry, I missed that. I was just, I was just putting on the belt, the championship belt. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We haven't even started yet. Come on, guys. It's ridiculous. All right, whatever. Welcome, Quizmaster. It's good to see you again after last week's atrocity. Good to see you guys, too. I hope you guys played nice the last week. 
We played a lot of I, backyard baseball since we last spoke to you guys. Yes. Anyway, uh, it's a good thing you guys mentioned wrestling belts because uh, we're going to be doing a quiz. I have 24 names in front of me. Seven of these players, seven of these guys are hockey players, professional hockey players active right now. Seven of these guys are pro wrestlers active right now. And seven of these guys are alter egos of comic book characters. I'm going to give you a name and you're going to tell me which one they are. Okay. Okay. Wow. okay. Quizmaster. Think... Okay, you, so... Your creativity never ceases to amaze me. I copy these off of other podcasts. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. So, so we got to, how, how does this work? So you'll, you'll give, you know, let's say you uh, give me one and then if I guess it right, I get a point. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to go with no strikes because I don't know how hard this is going to be for you guys. Bobby, I think you, I know that you follow wrestling a little more than Jared. And Jared is the biggest comic book geek I've ever met. So I think it's going to be even. Okay, <laughs> I, would, I would dispute that, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, Jared, you're the defending champ, so you're going to go first. All right, you ready? Let's do it. All right, so your number one is going to be uh, Miles Wood. Is he a hockey player, a wrestler, or a comic book alter ego? It's not a hockey player's name. And I'm looking at Bobby's face right now. This is a poker game a little bit because his eyes didn't light up when you said that name, which makes me think it's not a wrestler. And true, the only comic book guys I know are like Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. But I'll say he's a comic book alter ego. Miles Wood currently plays for the New Jersey Devils. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) And we're off to a great start. Love it. Uh, All right, Bobby. uh, You're going to get Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins. He is one half of the WWE World Tag Team Champions, the primetime players. He is a professional wrestler. That is correct. Okay, one, I, I one see point, what's going on here. I mean, there must have been Bobby. some sort of backroom meeting in the last couple of days. We gotta get Bobby a win. All right, I'll play along. <laughs> I, I have these names going at random. Uh, Jared, Wade Wilson. <laughs> Wade <laughs> Wilson. Wade. This is ridiculous. Wade. Doesn't, again, I mean, I... I, I mean, this obviously my sense is off for this because I didn't think Miles Wood was a hockey player's <laughs> name. He's a devil. He's and my boy. I, He's I mean, my wife's favorite player. You know One what? Them, anyway. I'm just going to go. I'm going to do the Costanza and go against what I would have thought. And I'll say that Wade Wilson is a hockey player. Wade Wilson is a Canadian Ooh. who is the alter ego of Deadpool. Oh, God. He threw okay. For a loop there. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, Bobby, we're going to give you Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Okay. So, I don't think that's a professional wrestler, although it's possible he's in NXT. Maybe I missed it. Reed Richards. Sounds a lot like Wade Wilson. A little alliteration there. Comic book heroes typically have alliterative names. Clark Kent. Uh, Bruce Wayne uh, is, obvi- is obviously the uh, exception there. Uh, they're spelled with two different letters. I don't know if that's True. alliterative or not. True. Bruce True. Banner. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. So I'm, 
I'm I'm gonna take the comic book hero here. He is the alter ego of Mr. Fantastic. Look at this guy, just just rolling. Jared, Brock Nelson. I know this one. This I know. Brock Nelson is a member of my New York Islanders. That's correct. Okay. All right. So you, you, we give you a toss-up one. This not so bad. <laughs> Throw me a bone. I appreciate it. Again, these are all random. He happened to get an Islander. Bobby, Frank Castle. Frank Castle sounds like a professional hockey player. Frank Castle is the alter ego of the Punisher. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so where, where are we at now, Bobby? I think you're up two to one here. I think I'm up Bobby, two to one. Bobby is up two to one. Jared, your chance to tie lies in how well you know Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. We haven't had a wrestler in a while. I, it looks like Bobby's a little upset that I got this one. So I'm going to say Hal Jordan is a professional wrestler. Hal Jordan is the alter ego of the Green Lantern. Damn it! <laughs> He's got a poker face. He's got a real good poker face. <laughs> Bobby, Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Oh, boy. Mark Stone. Stoner, Mark Stone. as I like to call him. He's the stoner. And you would only call him that if he was a hockey player. You know, right. is, this, is this you telling me? Like a, I don't know. Is this not Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bobby? This is, this is not Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Is that the only wrestler you know off the top of your head, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go against my gut uh, and say that he is a professional hockey player. Mark Stone plays for the Vegas Golden Knights. Nice. Nailed it. Jared, Jonathan Osterman. I want to say wrestler because it's been a while, but Oster, it's not a comic book name, right? Like Jonathan Osterman. It's not, it's not a great name. Let's go hockey player. Uh, Jonathan Osterman is the alter ego of Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. And this is why he's a character Brutal. I've never heard of. Brutal. I mean, just a terrible name. Osterman sounds it, like such a hockey name. It happens to be Watchmen's a great comic book. Uh, Bobby, uh, you have a three to one lead. Uh, how well do you know Anthony Mantha? Not at all. Not even remotely. So, we will go that he is a professional hockey player. Yep, he plays for the Red Wings. Get it! I'm, I don't like this. <laughs> Jared. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Cedric. Let's go, wrestler. Yeah, he's a wrestler. Did you know him, Bobby? I did. You know him, too, because you love professional wrestling. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. SummerSlam. Love it. Bobby, <laughs> Magnus Eisenhart. I mean, gotta be comic book? Yeah. He's the alter ego of Magneto. Nailed it! Uh, Tuck, do I get an extra point because Brock Nelson just scored? I do think you get a half point. Love it. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> do not question the quiz master. I, I just heard over th from the other room the goal horn going off, so whose turn is it? It's mine. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Hillary Knight. Hillary Knight. Not to be confused with Hillary Swank or Hillary Clinton. 
neither of whom duff. are alter egos wrestlers or hockey players. Right, 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 right. Although I would love to see Hillary Clinton lace them up. Yeah, so, be hilarious. So I've got a 50-50 shot here, right? Cause... I mean, Put- Vladimir Putin played hockey. True, true. I hear he's, he's really good. Leading, but... Yeah, his all-time leading scorer. <laughs> Best Hillary... player in world. Night. I mean, just it's it, it can't be a hockey player, right? Like it's I, I don't know of any males named Hillary, but that doesn't mean Who she can't be a wrestler. Well, it has to be a male. Oh God, we're not talking only NHL players here. I'm You're not, not telling, telling you. Me. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm not going to fall for this trick. I'm going a professional wrestler. Hillary Knight plays for the United States Women's National Team. Oh my God. Right. How did I not know that? (laughs) Bobby, Kyle Connor. Alliteration, Bobby. You said alliteration was a comic book character. You have to go comic book character. (laughs) I feel like you're leading me in that direction because he's a hockey player, but that could be the double move. So I'm going to stick with comic book character. He's a hockey player. He plays for the Winnipeg Jets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Jared. I see what you did there. Mind games. Jared, uh, let's go with Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. Yes. Not a great uh, comic book name, but I also thought that about Osterman. But Gulak doesn't really roll off the tongue. And I feel like wrestling names, too. They, they Gulak, it's not can't really see fans getting excited can't see vince building up a guy named gulak and you're looking at me like i'm an idiot which makes me think it's a wrestler <laughs> wrestler he's a wrestler okay nice, nice. the mind games are real reading his face i, I think i'm starting to pick up on it a little bit and so i, I maybe... love that we record this on zoom this is this is key here I mean, I pick names that are specifically meant to trip you up. Um, Bobby, speaking of tripping up, Ryan O'Reilly. Sort of alliterative, Bobby. To be clear, you said Ryan O'Reilly and not Kyle O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Because Kyle O'Reilly is a professional wrestler, so Ryan O'Reilly has got to be a comic book hero. Ryan O'Reilly won the Conn Smythe Trophy last season for playoff MVP. He plays for the Blues. Ooh, sorry, guys. This is that's that's not going to sit well with our hockey fans. Where are we at on the score here, Quizmaster? Uh, it's five to three, Bobby. Damn. Uh, Jared, let's go with Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock, going with Bobby's rule here. Alliteration equals comic book alter ego. That's correct. He's Daredevil. Thanks, guy. Thanks for that. <laughs> Bobby, Robert Rude. Oh, Robert, Robert Rubin. Rude. Interesting. <laughs> Affectionately known as the glorious Bobby Rude. Oh, he knows it. <laughs> because he is a professional wrestler. That's correct. Please tell uh, me you, you, you went by Bobby Rude in elementary school. I didn't even know he existed, but I've wanted to change my name, and I might take this opportunity to do that permanently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six to four. Let's just call Bobby. If you get one more, you win. All right. Uh, Jared, Natasha Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. No alliteration. Check. Now, you did do this to me once before with a hockey player. Would you dare do it twice 
I say not. You don't have that much chutzpah. Let's go, wrestler. I have plenty of chutzpah. Natasha Romanoff is Black Widow. Well, you know what? I blame Bo- I blame Bobby for that. He told me all the hoods equal. All right, uh, we're running out of options here. Let's um, finish it. Jesper Fast, not a professional wrestler. Jesper sounds. What's the last name? Fast. Jesper Fast doesn't that sound like a comic book character to you? Doesn't right. It wouldn't it? Wouldn't be crazy for that to be a comic book character I don't even know if we've run out of comic book characters I'm not I don't know man comic book character it would be crazy Um, actually because he's a hockey player he plays for the Rangers (laughs) okay Jared there's room for you I am alive you're leaving the door open time for me to bust through it alright Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre Drew Mac as I like to call him Drizzle Mac, also know known as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. That's correct. Is he one of the best ever, Bobby? I He's not know. one of the best ever, but he is the current WWE heavyweight champion. Well, that's your opinion. If <laughs> <laughs> he has a, 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 the belt, it's not an opinion. All right, go ahead. Uh, for the win, again, Jackson Riker. I have to hit one of these. Don't choke it, Bobby. Do not choke. Um, so while you think, I think we have one, uh, two names after this. So this is going to be cutting it close. Oh, so, man. Bobby, if you get this, you win. Jared, if you don't get he doesn't get it, you have a chance to tie. And you have the tiebreaker. Brock Nelson, thanks, man. There is... There is a professional wrestler. I don't think you would dig that deep. He hasn't been used in a while. I can't remember his last name. Jackson Riker. Comic book character? The wrestler. God, I knew it was a wrestler. Oh, no. God, he hasn't been used in so long. Okay. um, Jared, for the tie and the lead, Matt Riddle. Also known as the Riddler from Batman. I'll go comic book character. Um, okay, so the Riddler. I'm going to look up. You're wrong. Um, I'm going <laughs> to look up his alter ego because uh, I don't have it with me. It's not Matt Riddle. It's Edward Nigma. Mm, That's fun. Enigma. <laughs> Those guys were really on top of their game with these punny names. Um all right, the last name that I have on the list is Peyton Royce. Bobby, if you can knock it out, you win. If not, you still win. Peyton Royce, one half of the former WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics. She is a professional wrestler. Bobby, congratulations. I told you you had an edge, and now you get the belt back. I don't even feel comfortable about this. This should have been locked away. Now, listen, I'm going to take my victory, and I'll take my victory lap around this. I will take my championship back. There was no collusion here. This is just like the Houston Astros. Nothing happened and everything is fine. That's not true. Let's just say an investigation will be launched. If it's anything like Rob Manfred's investigation, it will be completely toothless and meaningless. 
going to be swept under the rug, 100%. Quizmaster, thank you so much for giving me the championship back. <laughs> Have a good week, boys. Enjoy the trash talk. All right, Jared, let's, let's, let's calm ourselves down a little bit and let's start to get on the right track because I think you and I can agree here as we bring in the Chatter Champ and Chatter Chump of the week. Let's start with the bad. Let's start with the loser, the chump of the week. Let's get it out of the way, Bobby. The chump of the week. And this is something of a going away present for New York Mets owner Jeff Wilpon. Jeff Wilpon, you could say, has been at the epicenter of every embarrassing Mets moment for the last 10 to 20 years. And there have been a lot of them. We, I mean, we could literally do an entire episode, probably more than one episode on, on all these things. And the latest was on Thursday. So obviously we talked about the Jacob Blake stuff earlier. Bunch of games were postponed. One of those was Mets-Marlins. Uh, Thursday night, nobody knew what was going to happen. The Mets and Marlins come out onto the field, have a 42-second moment of silence, and then leave the field. But there was so much more to it than just that. Okay, before the game, you have Brody Van Wagenen leaking on a hot mic that it was Rob Manfred's brilliant idea that the players should come out at 7-10, leave the field, and come back at 8-10 and to play the game, even though the players had already voted to not play the game. But then we find out during the game, Brody Van Wagenen releases a statement saying, oh, my bad. It actually it wasn't Rob Manfred's brilliant idea. It was Jeff Wilpon's brilliant idea. And this, as if that wasn't bad enough, Jeff Wilpon and his father Fred put out a statement misspelling Brody Van Wagenen's name as a sign of the ultimate disrespect, saying, actually, it's inexcusable that Brody would misconstrue our conversation and throw our dear leader commissioner under the bus. It's actually Brody's fault that this whole thing happened. Okay. Just the, just the sheer incompetence between Jeff Wilpon for the most part, Brody Van Wagner to some degree, Rob Manfred, but the cherry on top of this whole thing is that we found out, thank God as Met fans that it looks like Steve Cohen is going to be buying the Mets from the Wilpons even in spite of Jeff Wilpon's very best efforts to have the team sold to Alex Rodriguez and his group. So much so that Jeff Wilpon's father, Fred, and his uncle, Saul Katz, who also owns the team, had to do the negotiating with Jeff Wilpon on the sidelines, would not allow him to participate for fear that he would blow this whole thing up like he did in February and cost the family two and a half billion dollars. And so for all of this egg on their face incompetence and a going away present. Hopefully see you never again. Jeff Wilpon, congrats. You are the chump of the week. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> that is what a, what a loser. Let's, let's, let's bring the mood up a little bit. The chatter champ this week goes to Cleveland Indians starting pitcher, Shane Bieber. The Biebs. For those of you that have never watched Shane Bieber pitch, I implore you to do that immediately. Watching this guy move the ball around the strike zone is impressive. His control is impressive, to say the least. Watching his breaking balls, things like curveballs, just fall off the table and watching the ball dance midair is one of the most entertaining things I could say you could watch about baseball. The guy is unbelievable. He's so unbelievable 
that in six starts, his first six starts of the year, there's only been one other player in history that has had 65 strikeouts and zero losses through his first six starts. You know who that was? Tell me, Bobby. It was 2001 Pedro Martinez. The great Pedro Martinez. Perhaps, perhaps his best season ever. But, you know, we can, we can debate that. But Shane Beaver is putting together another just unreal season. And I guess part of this champ also goes out to the Cleveland Indians, who somehow continuously cultivate and produce Cy Young Award winners, dating back to CeCe Sabathia, Cliff Lee. Name your favorite guy. Bieber just adds to the list. It's, it's, it's really something to watch. And, and the chatter champ goes to Bieber. And, I, and I'm adding on the Cleveland Indians because for some reason they're able to cultivate pitching where no other team, had, in, in, in my estimation, has come even close to cultivating such high-quality pitchers. I put the Mets in there. But to digress, you know, back to your, your main point, you're right. It's, it's incredible what they do. You're right, dating back to – Sabathia and Cliff Lee and then going to Corey Kluber and Bauer and Salazar and Carrasco and Clevenger. Now the list really goes on and on. It is incredible what they're, what they're able to do. I got no issues with this. Chatter champ, Shane Bieber, Cleveland Indians, chatter chump, loser Wilpon. Bye Jeff. Ooh, Jared episode 18 in the books. Congrats. It was a great one. I venture to say the best one yet. A lot of passion, a lot of tears, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat. A lot of great content for our listeners. The best. And you want more? We got more. Next week with episode 19. Not going to want to miss it. Another What Did I Miss segment. More fun and games. More ridiculousness. I will once again tell Jared that he's wrong. And be once- wrong about it. No, I, I, I no. I will once again tell him he's wrong. He'll tell me I'm wrong and you know which one is true. And we'll have a whole bunch more of fun and games and love and joy and anger, but mostly fun. Listeners, if you want to have more of that fun, follow us on Twitter at chatter underscore up. Follow us on Instagram, same handle at chatter underscore up and send us an email. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking. You can send us one of those emails at chatteruppodcast at gmail.com. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Quizmaster. Thank you, Jared. Come back next week. We'll see you all next week on the next Chatter Up.